talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, Monday, February 13th. Of course, every Monday in the 7 o'clock hour, we get back to business, talk business news and more with Evelyn Pyburn from the Big Sky Business Journal. And that actually reminded me, I was I was thinking about this, uh, this big business story out of Sydney, Montana, and uh, our updated conversations on on what to do next uh, after the the closure of the Sydney Sugars uh, Sugar Beet uh, Factory was announced uh, last week. We had a lot of what next uh, conversations in Glendive Friday uh, during our live coverage of the Gate Show, but it, it was actually a listener in Anaconda that sent the message uh, about, "Hey, could we do some sort of a, a value added?" Uh, type of facility there in in Sydney. You know, could the local farmers purchase the factory, use local sugar beets, but not only purchase the the factory factory, but then if you can't get the sugar allotment changed through the federal government, well, well, manufacture your own products. Maybe manufacture your own candy bars, etc. Don't just try to sell the sugar to somebody else. Make something from the sugar. I thought that was an interesting email. Now, easier said than done, of course, but yet, but what it reminded me of is when I was at the Gate Show, uh, there was a, a section of the Gate Show that had Montana-made and North Dakota-made products, and I, I didn't get a roll-up on our Montana Talks website yet, but what I want to do later today is show you some photographs of the Montana and North North Dakota made products that caught my eye. One of them is a company at a circle Montana called 41 grains. I mean, they've got everything from chickpea flour, chocolate chip cookie mix, brownie mix, uh, all sorts of little cereals, uh, cornless cornbread mix. And, and all of their products are gluten-free, but they, they, they farm it there, they manufacture it there, and then they sell the products all out of Little Circle, Montana. I, very cool. Uh, anyway, let's jump right into it here. Evelyn Pyburn with the Big Sky Business Journal. Evelyn, great to have you on the show this morning, and uh, what's the good word from your standpoint? Well, um, let's see. Uh, last week, we talked about the uh, forecast for 2023 from the uh, Bureau of Business and Economic Research during the Economic Outlook Seminar. And and their projections for the state were rather dismal, you know, hovering around zero growth for 2023. But out on the street, the word is that builders and contractors, they don't agree with that forecaster, uh, that forecast, and, and they are expecting something better. Um, people in the construction business, are optimistic because building materials are increasingly available and prices are coming down, especially for lumber. So they are moving forward and projects that were on hold are gearing up. And um, so, you know, it's uh, there's a stirring there in construction and, and they are pretty optimistic. But in all fairness to the BBER, they did project that the impacts of the recession would be mild in the first half of 2023. And Interesting. The hold, 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 that, hold that thought. Yeah, hold that thought. The reason they expect the decline will start there uh, right after this quick news and weather break for you here on Montana Talks. Securing America. The Senate Appropriations Committee Subcommittee on Defense holding a hearing Thursday on the Chinese spy balloon, which crossed the country last week. 
Democratic Senator John Tester of Montana chaired the hearing. What China did last week was completely unacceptable and a real threat to American sovereignty. That viewpoint echoed by Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine. This was a serious and blatant attempt by the Chinese to collect valuable data. Witness Melissa Dalton, an assistant secretary of defense, testified the Pentagon learned more about the Chinese spy balloon program last week than they did about us. Ultimately, we were able to collect intelligence from the balloon. We are recovering its contents. But that did not alleviate Senator Tester's fear about the threat to America's security. We think we know what they were going to collect. We don't know. That scares the hell out of me. Kevin Uresky, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With sunshine across the area today, high temperature readings will stay up into the mid-50s in the Billings area at around 40 over in Bozeman, with increasing clouds later in the day as well. For tonight, we'll see areas of light snow with 3 to 7 inches expected in Bozeman, with accumulations around 2 inches in the Billings vicinity. Low temperatures stay back to around 18 degrees in Bozeman, with low temperatures to about the upper 20s in Billings. Now we'll still see some areas of light snow on Tuesday, with with one to three inches additionally around the region. Highs range from the mid-20s in the Bozeman area to the upper 20s in Billings. Then we head into Tuesday night with partly cloudy skies developing after some areas of light snow taper off through the evening. Lows of three above in Bozeman to around 10 into Billings. And that's a look at your real weather on Montana Talks. I'm weatherology meteorologist Paul Frombley. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, jumping right back into it here with Evelyn Pyburn from the Big Sky Business Journal. Yeah, Evelyn, what, what you uh, had to say there about kind of the response from basically uh, from builders and folks in the in the building industry here in Montana, you know, the, the, Pat, Dr. Pat Barkey and the U- University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research had their kind of economic outlook seminar. And they, you know, like you said, you know, looking at what's going on with the national economy, uh, it, it was kind of a... a, a a dismal uh, forecast, but the the builders are more optimistic, and that's very interesting. That seems to track with kind of what you and I have discussed over the past uh, year or so, where we kind of said, hey, look, even if we see a national slowdown as a result of what's going on with the Biden administration and everything they're doing, that there's such a backlog here in Montana of, of people who need to get into homes, for example, or there's so many more people that have moved into Montana that that's going to cushion the impacts of whatsoever, whatever is going on nationally. And so, you know, I, that seems to make sense. What they're saying is that there's so many people who still want to get into a home or still get into housing that, that now that some of those building materials go down, that naturally, uh, yeah, you're either paying rent or you're paying a mortgage, uh, right? And so, so there's still going to be a need for these types of services. Um, yes, and, and in fact, you know, a kind of a recurring theme through their whole program was that, you know, these people who are moving into the state, economically speaking, that's a very good thing for Montana, and it, and they may help cushion us from a recession because for one thing they're a lot most of them are pretty high income and they're bringing money and they're spending and um and all of that is good for our economy um 
they uh, said that the con contractors and construction uh, project uh, builders, they, they said that the primary reason, well, okay, first the primary reason that the BBER said that they pro projected a decline was rising interest rates more so than costs and uncertainty of getting material. So the contractors are uh, probably working on projects that are already financed. And if they were on hold, it was more to do with the lack of getting the materials or equipment or whatever they needed to continue. So they're probably uh, moving forward with uh, already financed pro projects. But the question becomes what happens moving forward into the year when uh, the feds increase interest rates, will they be able to get the financing for more projects? Um, you know, I, I must admit I find it puzzling that the construction, that increased construction or steady construction, plenty of jobs and, and strong production in all sectors of our economy is seen as something that must be slowed down in order to stop a recession. Uh, it's, this is where my understanding of economics fails, I guess, because I have a tough time seeing all that as a negative. Yeah, so, uh, well, especially when it was the federal spending, which is what propped up, which which is what drove inflation in particular. And so if you want to get inflation under control, just shut off the spigot in Washington, D.C., but, but instead they're punishing the American people with continued higher interest rates. And, yeah, you're right. It's like, okay, if you have the ability to already to already finance a project uh, and so where the interest rates may not be as big of a factor for you, well, that, well, that's great. But what about everyday Joe Schmo that wants to get into a house or build a new building? They're, they're the ones that get punished by these higher interest rates when they're not the we're not the reason for inflation. We're not the problem. It's 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 the spending in Washington, D.C. by John Tester, Joe Biden and the rest of them that, that caused this. And so and yet they keep they keep putting, you know, the, you know, tightening the noose around the necks of the American people. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. Um, and, and especially when you listen to their reasoning that says, well, you know, inflation is too much money chasing too few products. Well, you know, I, I guess you can uh, ratchet up prices and stuff, but you could also increase, you know, the amount of products on the market, it seems to me, and and that would have the same effect. I, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it's just uh, not something that computes in my mind, and, and maybe there's somebody who can explain it better. But... but um, I, I just uh, I, I just think that production, the creation of new wealth is is just good. You know, I, I don't see a way to knock that as being a bad thing. And and you know they they're saying that this recession is um, not impacting the uh, the poor or the middle income as much as it is the rich. And maybe maybe that's who they're more concerned about is is all the money manipulation. And <laughs> 
Well, that wouldn't be a surprise at all, given you know the you know what what they've been pushing. Where really they're just sucking up to the woke coastal elites across the board on on almost every every single issue that's out there. So that would seem to make sense that they're more concerned about the Bill Gateses of the world and uh, and the folks on Wall Street than they are folks back here on Main Street uh, in Montana. That certainly makes sense all around. All right, Evelyn Pyburn. Uh, yeah, lots uh, lots more topics to cover here this morning. Of course, uh, uh, she's got the numbers. Uh, how many Americans are uh, went camping last year? And just a huge increase in the outdoor industry. So we'll talk about that more here coming up after our Farm and Ranch Report, your news and weather and more. Uh, speaking of business, I tell you what, if, uh, if you're looking for a local business to supply your uh, prescription needs, Farm 406 uh, can mail statewide your prescriptions or if you live in the laurel lockwood or billings area they will drive your prescriptions to you save you the gas money and when your prescriptions show up they will be already organized by day and by time of day check out farm 406.com farm 406.com or drop by 38th and grand on the billings west end this is where montana talks ag with lane nordland Despite economic challenges, both domestic and global demand for certified Angus beef is strong and growing. Outside of the U.S., CAB sales increased 178.5 million pounds in 2022, with three of the top five markets being Canada, Mexico, and Taiwan being up more than 24%. John Sticka is president of Certified Angus Beef. It's been a tough couple of years for, for producers across the country between COVID and drought, and it's, it's exciting to see folks uh, excited about where we believe the market's going to be headed and how producers are going to get rewarded. And so that uh, converts over to us at Certified Angus Beef to be optimistic as well. Uh, we see the optimism and interest on the part of uh, producers, and what we know is that we continue to see growing demand for for beef, for certified Angus beef, for quality products, not just here in the U.S., but, but around the world. And that's at almost record high prices. And so I think that when you see more beef being demanded at the prices that we see today, it's pretty hard not to be optimistic, uh, whether we're selling that product domestically or international. So, um, so we look really favorable at uh, this industry and this market moving forward. To learn more, visit CertifiedAngusBeef.com. I'm Lane Northland. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we're going to talk more about uh, why the airspace over Haver, Montana, was shut down briefly Saturday night, and then eventually uh, Montana Governor Greg Gianforte confirming that the, the object that was shot down over Lake Huron uh, near Michigan over the weekend, that that was the same object that they apparently first uh, detected on radar over Haver, Montana. So that was uh, confirmed uh, yesterday afternoon by Governor Greg Gianforte. Talk more about that. In fact, uh, we do have uh, new audio for you. Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale of the Eastern Congressional District was on with uh, was was on uh, Fox and Friends here earlier this morning. So I'll play some of that audio for you here in just a second. Uh, back to it here with Evelyn Pyburn from the Big Sky Business Journal. Evelyn, what else is uh, topping your business news here this morning? Well, we have a couple of interesting tidbits of information. Uh, the K Campgrounds of America, they released a report that says uh, in 2021, there were more people who went camping in the United States than ever before. 
1.5 million households. I guess we could say 1.51 million because we know that you went camping too, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, of course. Many times, as much as possible. Never as much as I'd like to, but as as much as I could. Uh, yeah. Okay. And also, um, here's an interesting and positive bit of uh, economic news that rents are lower in Billings, especially for young people. Uh, ages 18 to 24, they are paying uh, they are paying 1,073 on average for rent in Billings, <laughs> where nationally it's 1,435. And, and this article that had uh, the information about this was talking about how um, young people make uh, make, make uh, the cost of, of housing work for them by sharing houses and, and having uh, several, one or two or three uh, roommates, and, and that's how, and, and apparently that has become an a increasingly popular uh, approach to it, where in the past uh, they tended to live with relatives or their parents or something longer and, and more frequently. But anyhow, um, the part of that is that the cost of living in uh, Billings is 7.5%, which is uh, less than the national average of 9.1%. Uh, so uh, I don't think yeah, that's which, right. Which is interesting for us here in Montana because that still sounds like really high rent. It still sounds like a really high cost. Of, it still feels like really high cost of living. It, but yet, yeah, when you compare it to the rest of the country, it's still cheap. I mean, that, that's part of what Missoula's challenge is right now is that a lot of the folks who've moved into Missoula, yeah, property taxes are killing the local folks in Missoula. But for the folks who are moving in from elsewhere, they're like, oh, this ain't that bad. It's like, oh, man. You know, and so it's all the, the it's it's relative in that nature. That's for sure. Uh, jobs. There's a jobs jamboree coming up once again. And then and then the Big Sky EDA uh, has a, a summer jobs uh, program they're, they're talking about as well. Right. Yes, uh, Jobs Jamboree have their annual event on March 13th or 15th, and they're looking for employers and businesses and organizations who need labor to join up and, and be part of the the program um, on March 5, March 15th. Uh, last year, they attracted 1,100 workers or people who wanted to work. So. That's something to uh, investigate if, if you need workers. Um, and uh, another project or program that's being renewed this year by Big Sky Economic Development is a, a workforce development program uh, in which they connect uh, students or new graduates with jobs that uh, provide training and mentors and uh, help get young people into the workforce and connected with careers and um, interests that uh, will, you know, help hopefully move them along and, and uh, help the job labor market. So those are two things uh, 
Yeah, that's great. And and they're all, and what's great too is now they're not just focusing on hey, here's a career, here's a job that you could do five, ten years from now. Here's a job you could fill right now while you're still in high school. Even that could that could then turn into a, a post high school job right right away. Uh, Evelyn, always great to chat with you. Did you watch any Super Bowl commercials? Any that stood out to you? Anything like that? No, I'm afraid I didn't see. I, I saw a little bit of the game, and I. I, I'm just not a huge uh, football fan, but I listen to conversations, and my husband was pleased with the outcome. So, um. <laughs> I think you're like a lot of Americans. You know, the NFL went so woke that a lot of people have just kind of tuned it out. But uh, uh, plus, you probably had more of an eye on that great buffet that uh, that uh, that they had down at the High Horse uh, last night for the game. It looked like they had a good setup there uh, in your son, son Reed. I did enjoy that very much. So, um, and that's always what the Super Bowl's about: is lots of good food. It's the food and the people, and then the game. Yeah, you know, if if I get to it. All right, Evelyn Fiber, and always great to chat with you, uh, Russ in Billings. We'll get to you on the phone lines in sixty seconds after this uh, Fox News update. If you can stand by, back right after this. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The Biden administration denies Chinese government claims that American spy balloons fly over China, including a Chinese balloon that passed over the U.S. A fourth object has now been shot down over North American airspace. The military took it down shortly before 3 p.m. yesterday after shooting two others down this weekend, one in Canada on Saturday and another in Alaska on Friday. The U.S. Air Force general, who is tasked with safeguarding our airspace, says the military has not been able to identify what these three objects are, how they stay in the air, or where they're coming from. Fox's Brooks Singman. The Super Bowl came down to a field goal with eight seconds left. For the lead. Butker up. Got it. Call on Fox Sports as the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35, the Chiefs' second title in four years. Quarterback Pat Mahomes is named the game's most valuable player. America's listening to Fox News. All right. Today I want to play the audio. Uh, Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale uh, telling Fox and Friends this morning uh, that he believes the security briefing that he received from the Biden administration was inadequate. Uh, he also thinks uh, that the Biden administration needs to be more transparent with lawmakers. All this after uh, another unidentified object was shot down Sunday by a U.S. fighter jet near Michigan. And, of course, Governor Greg Gianforte confirmed to us uh, yesterday afternoon that that uh, the object that was shot down over Lake Huron was the object that was spotted on radar and led to the uh, closure of U.S. airspace over Haver, Montana, Saturday night. Uh, Russ in Billings on the phone lines. What's going on, Russ? Hey, not much. I just wanted to weigh in on the economy. A uh, quick comment about lowering rents. I remember in college, uh, there's about eight of us in a four-bedroom apartment. The last guy to move in stayed in the laundry closet. Uh, that was a way to bring down that rent. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Little dude. Yeah. yeah, but then you end up spending more. T- then you end up spending too much money on other activities, shall we say? Because you have a little too much fun uh, when you have uh, that many right. roommates. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I couldn't really go on to into on the air. That <laughs> 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 went on at that place. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just think the, the fundamental economic problem in this country is we've got the government uh, diverting our resources to totally non-productive endeavors like uh, gender equity in South America. or windmills and solar when they ought to be investing, uh, let the private sector use those resources to invest in oil and gas. 
Yeah, no, very well said. Yeah, they, they were funding, uh, Biden was funding drag queen uh, story hour programs down in Ecuador. And then all these green energy programs is basically just giving our money to the communist Chinese. And, and then they use and then they use our money being spent to justify hammering us with higher interest rates and inflation. I, I believe that's the cause. Yeah. Yeah, very clearly. No, you're you're exactly right. Great big picture focus on hey, let we the people, let the American people you know, the American people know know best. The job creators know how best to get our economy up and running and, and uh, the job stoppers in Washington DC have only been screwing things up. Right. Well, Milton Friedman said it best. He said, there's four ways to spend money. I can spend my money on myself, get the best value for my buck. I can spend my money on somebody else and get a pretty good value. Or you can spend somebody else's money on yourself and get a pretty good value. Or the worst way is the way the federal government handles our money, and that's spending other people's money on other people. And they end up squandering it. That's that, yeah, that is so spot on. Well, and you know, and then we've seen we've seen that exactly play out here, where where Joe Biden was basically taking money out of your pocket to give it to somebody who probably has more money than you, so to subsidize their electric car, and and for components that mostly get come from China anyway, and uh, and then what do the what do the electric car manufacturers do? They raise the price of electric cars higher. To match uh, the subsidy that the Biden administration just put out there. So everybody gets screwed all around, except for the communist Chinese and and the government officials that are lining their, their buddies' pockets, of course. Russ, that was great. Thanks for calling in. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Hey, so I had an email from uh, one of the producers at the BBC back in, in London once again here. And uh, and what they're saying is this. They're saying, hey, uh, you know, because I joined them uh, a week ago uh, from Friday after the whole China spy balloon was confirmed as, as the object that was hovering over Billings, Montana. So did an interview with the, the BBC uh, talking about that and all the reactions from Montanans and what we were hearing and how the whole story transpired. Well, now they, they want to follow up. Uh, but see, I'm live on the air till 10 a.m., so I can't just go record an interview with them uh, right now. What I should do, I should just have them call into the show, and then, and then we'll talk to them live. They can ask me questions live. And and then they can record uh, uh, my reactions at the same time. We should probably do that. That's what we did with Peter Christian a couple of times now at a KGVO in Missoula, and that works out really well. Because I think that some of you might be interested in, well, what are the questions somebody at a BBC might have, for example? But anyway, what they're wanting to know, they're 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 wanting uh, they're wondering if I could give their BBC listeners. A little update on 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 what you know we here in Montana, what you are saying, how you're reacting to this developing story about the airspace closure over Haver, Montana, on Saturday night, and then of course uh, that being confirmed as the same object that was spotted on radar over Haver is the same object that was then later shot down over Lake Huron uh, in the Great Lakes. So, what's your reactions to that? And uh, what, what do you think I should tell the BBC? Hey, here's what people in Montana have to say about this. You can give me a call right now, 
0970. Here's a couple of reactions from Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale. He was on Fox and Friends earlier this morning. It was quite minimal and did not absolutely nothing to help uh, secure my fears. Uh, why is it that the Chinese balloon wasn't brought down over the Pacific Ocean before it entered over Alaska, much less over Canada, and then flew across the United States? All right, so that's the soundbite where Congressman Rosendale was basically highlighting the fact that he, he believes that the security briefings he has received from the Biden administration are inadequate, uh, that the briefings that he is getting, the information he has been getting has been inadequate. And he was uh, sharing information via Twitter over the weekend uh, after, in, in trying to share the latest information of what he was hearing uh, after the airspace over Haver, Montana, was shut down on Saturday night. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, one more soundbite from Fox and Friends earlier this morning. The problem is that the Department of Defense left me in the dark, literally, for about 18 hours while I had people all across Montana asking questions about what is going on, what is going on with our national security. Now, if you go to our Montana Talks website, you'll see more reaction from Senator Steve Daines, Governor Gianforte, and others. But that's a similar point that Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke from the Western District raised over the weekend as well, which is, which is had the Biden administration been tougher uh, and, and had a, a, a stronger response to the first China spy balloon incident, maybe we wouldn't be having these follow-up incidents now as well. That when you show weakness, that, that then the, the, the sharks smell blood in the water and then, and then they start circling. And, and, and that was one of the analogies. In fact, let's see who I got a message from. Oh, this, this message came in from right on John in Paradise Valley. Don't forget, our military is depleted from Afghanistan, uh, Ukraine, and equipment and cash, opening it up for China to have more power. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that was kind of my point earlier this morning as well, which is, which is what the Biden administration has done now is, is weakened our own defenses here in America. We've seen what's happening on the ground with regard to our southern border. We've seen the invasion of illegal aliens into this country, some on the terror watch list. We've seen the invasion of dangerous drugs like fentanyl and meth flowing right here into Montana, with our reservations being even harder hit than the, than the rest of the state. So we've seen how we've been weakened on our southern border on the ground, and by the way, our, our northern border as well. They've pulled resources from our northern border to assist on the southern border. And then uh, what, did, what did we hear? The, 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 the number of northern border illegal crossings is up dramatically. I can't remember. Was it 300 percent? Was it 1,000 percent? It's a big increase of illegal crossings on our northern border as well. Now, one of the things that we're hearing when it comes to when it comes to this latest incident in the skies over Haver, Montana, is one of the responses that we're hearing out of the Department of Defense is they're saying, well, we've adjusted our radars now. So, so now we're on. They're saying we're on heightened alert. The American people are on heightened alert. So now we're picking up smaller objects. And I guess my question is this. Why would we just now be picking up smaller objects? Again, why would we just now be thinking, you know, we should pick up smaller objects? If, if that's the implication here, the, the Biden administration, let me play the uh, report here. This is, let's see, where was the other Fox News report? This was this one of the sound bites from Melissa Dalton. 
Now, Melissa Dalton is the Assistant Secretary of Defense, a political appointee by Joe Biden. Here's what uh, she had to say over the weekend. In light of the People's Republic of China balloon um, that we took down last Saturday, we have been more closely scrutinizing our airspace at these altitudes including enhancing our radar, which may at least partly explain the increase in objects that we've detected over the past week. Now, now here's my question. Why did it take a China spy balloon hovering over Billings, Montana? Why did it take that incident to adjust the radars to detect smaller objects? Again, let's go back to our southern border. We know that the Mexican drug cartels are highly technological uh, by nature, that they are using the latest uh, technology to to smuggle people, to conduct sex trafficking, child trafficking, human trafficking across our southern border, to smuggle drugs across our southern border. And, and, and this is my point here. The same thing not only on our, our southern border, but also to a certain extent on our northern border. So it took a China spy balloon that they probably didn't even want to tell us was even up there in the first place, that if it wasn't for local folks here on the ground in Billings, Montana, like our friend Michael Foth down the hall, who said, hey, what is that in the sky? And did a story by 6 o'clock on a Wednesday night for our radio station websites. And then Larry Mayer from the Billings Gazette doing the same thing. And then collectively all of us saying, hey, there's a story here. There's something hovering in the skies over Billings, Montana. And it doesn't look like an untethered weather balloon because there's some weird-looking solar panel-looking things underneath it uh, and some other mechanisms here. And if it wasn't for local folks on the ground raising those questions, would they ever have acknowledged this? And if they didn't acknowledge it, would there have been public pressure across the entire country and pressure from Congress to demand more transparency here and, and to say, what is this administration doing about this? Or would, would they have just let it float across the entire country, never said a dang thing about it? And, and as a result, now, now they say they've adjusted radars to detect smaller aircraft. You know, you would think, given what we know from publicly available information about the Mexican drug cartels, that these radars would have already been adjusted to detect for smaller craft. I, I mean... What, do you have to watch a Netflix show to realize that the drug cartels might use drones to drop meth or fentanyl across the border? Uh, to, and Lord knows who, who, who knows what else. And, and with the idea that, hmm, maybe the communist Chinese could do the same thing with anything else. But, but now we adjust the radar for this. That's what just, that's what just doesn't, doesn't make sense to me here. Uh, either, either somebody in this administration is, is, is playing the CYA game. And I know there's kids in the car heading to school right now. So I won't say what CYA stand for, but they, they probably get it anyway. They're trying to cover their you know what. Or it just now dawned on them. Hey, maybe we should detect. Uh, we should detect some of these uh, these smaller uh, capabilities here. Well, gee, you think so? Because if the drug cartels can can use smaller uh, flying objects to bring drugs into this country or other surveillance mechanisms, you don't think the communist Chinese could do the same thing? You don't think that they they might do the same thing, especially so that they can. They can try to try to launch some sort of an attack on Taiwan and tell the Americans to just shut up and not say a thing about it because your administration uh, is not in the, does not have the capability to fully uh, stand up for you right now. 
They've weakened your military. Military recruitment uh, is at a dismal pace. There's another story on the Fox News radio website this morning about how the U.S. Army didn't meet their recruitment uh, numbers. They kicked thousands of troops to the curb over this B.S. vaccine mandate. Uh, How many others did they put at risk uh, because they're young, healthy uh, members of our population that weren't uh, that weren't you know, that weren't a threat, weren't a risk to COVID-19, but now, but now maybe they're having heart issues. The, the woke politics, don't, don't, don't listen to whatever they're telling you from the Associated Press. The woke politics are also a huge part of what is weakening our national defense right now. They've depleted our munitions. They've depleted our stockpiles. They haven't asked, asked Europe to pick up the tab for their own defense. We're paying more than Europe combined. I mean, it's outrageous the way they're weakening our country. Fox News commentary. House Republicans put former Twitter execs on blast to confirm what we already knew. Twitter lied and free speech died. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Stay on top of the latest forecast with America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Here's the latest from America's Weather Center. It's Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Five inches of rain by tomorrow. Temperatures being 30 degrees above average. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com. The House Oversight Committee grilled former Twitter execs on Capitol Hill. It started out as a probe into that whole Hunter Biden laptop cover-up and turned into a game of show-and-tell, where Republican representatives showed former Twitter executives their illegal activities, making Twitter executives sweat like a climate change liberal in church. Sounds to me at the bare minimum these tech folks lied under oath, that's perjury, had illegal engagements with government entities, interfered in elections, and colluded with government officials to censor conservatives. The hearing was a good first step, and I'm proud of House Republicans for doing Democrats, on the other hand, called it a waste of time. For them, holding big tech accountable for illegal activities is a waste of time and resources. But the Russiagate investigation, two sham impeachments, and an entire January 6th committee was a good use of time. Go figure. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. Casting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at GrizzlyGoldAndSilver.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's get right into the phone lines here. 406-294-0970, the number for you. We'll keep the phone lines open into the 8 o'clock hour as well. And then uh, coming up around 8.40 this morning, we've got Sam Faddis. Sam Faddis is a former CIA operations officer. He also headed up a counter-weapons of mass destruction unit at the CIA as well, uh, under the Counterterrorism Center, I I believe, if I recall correctly. Uh, So he was a covert operations officer and much more. So he's going to have some, uh, I think, very interesting insight on the China spy balloon story and much more. That'll be coming up in about one hour. Let's go to Mike in Billings, next up on the phone lines. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Well, I was just uh, just thinking about the incompetence of our of our government. The number one purpose of our government is to protect us from the outside, and we probably don't want to tell the BBC anything because they might decide to come back again and, and uh, <laughs> conquer conquer us one more time. They've already tried it twice. So far, we've been able to beat them off, but maybe not anymore. But like you know, the, the number one job of our government is supposed to be protect our borders, and they have, and it's not just this. This one that's been going on for a long time, we've utterly failed out. We've 
they've got some involved in too many other things than doing their number one job, which is to protect the borders of the United States. Yeah, I was, and, I was, oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And I, I, I don't know what to do about it anymore, because what, it, like you say, what, what the BBC wants to know what, what we're doing, well, we're just going to have to live our lives the way, way, way they are, because we can't depend on the government, we're, and I've got, you know, you're going to have to arm yourself, you're going to have to take care of yourself, and you're going to have to learn how to grow your own food, because the government's not going to be able to take care of us, and they're not. You know, I was. I, you know, it's interesting. Before this whole uh, Haver airspace closure story on Saturday in the news over the weekend, uh, Friday after the program, I was sitting down with Paul Sturlogson from KXGN Radio, and then uh, and then a gal from uh, the CHS elevator uh, there, and you know, we were just talking agriculture, and she was talking, you know, minerals and supplements for cattle, etc. But but we were just talking about agriculture in general, and I just I just kind of said, you know, hey guys, look, let's be honest, you know, and they're just talking about the testament of agriculture in eastern montana i said let's be honest if the balloon really went up kind of like that spy balloon went up last week but the balloon really went up and there was something really crazy that happened and we lost power and and our grid was shut down i said who do you think are going to be the best people to be able to survive uh, something really crazy going on i said it's it's these farmers and ranchers out here in eastern montana that that not only know how to grow the food and build a well and get the water out of the ground they know how to grow the food they know how to they know how to run the equipment they know how to fix the equipment they know how to they know how to survive and how many people wouldn't have the first idea of how to survive without somebody else running running everything else for them yeah we don't have a clue yeah i, I can my own food but i but i can't even get my own family to learn it i can't they don't want to they don't want to learn it you know I, I, I carried that on but it's slowly even, even that's going away well, and I don't want to freak people out here, but I just think we need to take national security and our national defense much more seriously in this country. But I mean, but think about it. We literally had a China spy balloon that was hovering over over Montana. Stuff could get real, real fast. And, and meanwhile, what, like what's going on in Helena? We've got these we got drag queens showing up in full dress outfits, uh, full makeup, costume and everything at the at the legislature because they want to read books to your kids. They want to target your children. And it's like, what? in the world is going on in our culture what is going on in our country what is going on in our own state we're messing around with all this nonsense and, and when when we've got real threats out there going on in this world uh, you know it's just it's just uh man it, it's 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 like you can just hear the fiddles playing in the background uh you know while the fires are 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 uh, you know lighting up the night Where sky? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was. Hey, thanks yeah. so much for the call, Mike. Great to hear from you. So I was thinking about this question from the BBC, and hey, what are you hearing from Montanans? What What are your thoughts? What are What are the thoughts of other Montanans? Three things came to mind. You tell me if there's more we add to this list. Number one, what is China really up to? Number two. The, the people here in Montana, they don't trust a word that is coming out of the Biden administration. What are they not telling us is a question that I, I've gotten over and over again. And then number three, something we've already covered here this morning, this Biden administration and Senate Democrats and you name it, this, the people running this country right now have weakened our nation. Absolutely weakened our nation and our national defense from the southern border to the skies above.